All right, we are here, episode four of the Sunday Fundy podcast. I am the three-time champ. With me, as always, partner in crime, the best producer, uh, Bryce Five. Say hello to the people. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, a lot of... I, I felt that one. I, you know, I, I felt... I felt the, I don't know how, how I'd say it, but like how you feel behind that, like how, how you're feeling coming into this podcast right now. Cause I, I'm feeling kind of hurt a little bit too. Well, as, if, as everybody ways, probably but... knows, we canceled the podcast for the last four weeks cause I've continued to lose all my games. Um, I won one game in week five over Colin Fox by point oh eight points. And ever since then I've lost every other game. So, um, you know, it wasn't my decision to bring the podcast back. We have some really hardcore fans out there that want to hear from us, apparently. Um, probably more from T than, than from me. So, um, yeah, we're, we're back. We're here. We're here. And we got a couple fun segments today for you guys. Uh, one of the segments, actually, is one created by our own Bryce Five, who I will let him get to that when it's his turn. Uh, but one of the segments I wanted to bring in was one that him and I talked about a couple weeks ago. Um, we are going to do a segment on worst person to talk trade with in our league. And I've picked one person <laughs> and I will go first and I'll let Bryce go after me with uh, the person he wants to pick. And what we're going to do is we're going to pick this person and explain why this person's the worst to trade with and why we don't like talking trade with them. Um, but other than that, we'll have his segment with, with him talking about his team and then we'll do our little standings update and then matchups for uh, week 10. Cause I think week 10 is the kind of restart of the season. Like I'm going to be playing Fox who I played week one. And so you, whoever you played week one, Bryce is who you'll play. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll go over all that kind of stuff. But first uh, Bryce, go ahead and kick it off with the segment you wanted to bring to the show today. Cause I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Yeah. So um if anybody's logged into the app in the last couple of days, I, uh, I changed my name to the pot is canceled. Um, I just don't really want to, I should, I should rename it. The league is canceled. Cause I just don't want to be a part of it anymore. Um, yeah, I'm going to try again next year, I think, but, uh, <laughs> really, really, really fucking bullshit, terrible fucking cursed year. This has been, um, I was actually talking to Trout a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's, it's interesting the data that they can pull on this kind of stuff, but it has been the slowest and the lowest scoring. Um, I think when we were talking about that, it was week seven. So through seven weeks, um, it's been the lowest scoring fantasy football season since something like 2009, I want to say it's been over 10 years. Um, so going along with that, I guess when it rains, of course, my f-ing team has just been absolute dog ass. Um, <laughs> Javon started off the season with Javante Williams tearing his ACL in whatever week that was, I think week four. Um, Debo Samuel is now having some health problems. The 49ers just added Christian McCaffrey, who just last week threw for a touchdown, um, ran for a touchdown. And he, what else was it? 
What else can you do? Uh, wait, you touchdown said through pass and he, ran. He passed, through ran, pass, and ran. caught a touchdown. Yeah, um, first time since uh, who was it? Was it Ladamian Tomlinson or something like that in two thousand four? I five? think I think so. It's been almost twenty years like on that. that one. But um, That's so crazy. Debo's not getting the utility work as he would in a normal season, and otherwise my team's just been aside from Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's been pretty good. Dalvin Cook is somewhat turned his season around but everybody else um big fucking stinky terrible um terrible team um made a couple of waiver wire pickups garrett wilson played well um just a week ago everybody else has been dog though i'll just be honest um i i drafted uh george kittle as i've talked about before on the podcast probably been one of the more disappointing um, seasons he's ever had. He's the 13th ranked tight end and standard for oh. and PPR. Um, Debo, another one of the guys that I mentioned earlier, 30th in PPR for wide receivers. He was supposed to be my number one. Um, I did get Cordero Patterson back, um, but I did leave him on the bench this last week because he was coming out of that injury. Um, I believe it was a knee injury. Um, and I'll, and they still decided account, to feed him. <laughs> by all accounts, he was supposed to have a lighter workload, which I guess a light workload in comparison to some of his normal games, maybe, but he still went for 13 carries, 44 yards, not great, but scored two touchdowns, brought in his one reception of the day for nine yards, scored 18 points on my bench. Ultimately ended up losing this last week to my former roommate, um, Trout, by less than 1.5 points, um, mostly due to a, a tiny little guy in my running back two slot. He has a new nickname <laughs> this week as well. Um, his nickname is Four Carries Five Yards. Uh, if I had more space, I'd <laughs> add in one for two receptions for 14 yards. Honestly, 19 yards of total offense out of this guy. I haven't mentioned his full name yet because it's Kind of like Voldemort. I feel like as soon as I mention him, he might show up in the room next to me. You get that little guy. Um, f***ing Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, T and I talked about it earlier today. This is a guy that I don't know if he's going to get drafted next season, um, especially yeah. in a redraft league. Dynasty league, for some depth, I could see it. Um, he's still apparently really talented. I wouldn't say that, but... Um, <laughs> I agree. I agree. He's probably phased his way out of redraft formats just because, dude, he literally 2.9 points. I said this to T yeah. earlier today also. Fourth grade football, um, if everyone wants to tap into their memories right here, because two of our league members were actually ahead of me on the QB depth chart um, Trout and <laughs> Riley McAnally. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I believe it was Riley McAnally was the starter. He was sick. Um, Trout as the backup. Um, I can't remember. I couldn't tell you if he had a good game or not. Probably. Um, at that age, I think Trout was pretty athletic as well. And now he, if you see him nowadays, he's probably just a, just a freak of nature with how much that guy goes to the gym. But he gets out with, uh, we were playing against uh, whoever was on Matt Long's team um, was on defense. I remember that. Um, and Trout goes out with an injury. I get in at QB. 
um, my only play. The only play. And I think I fucked it up. I think I misread the play when the coach said it to me because I just didn't give a fuck <laughs> about football. I was a hockey player. I, it was more just like, coach, tell me who to go hit and I'll go do that. Um, I was not into like running plays and shit. I played on the line a lot. That's why I actually ultimately quit playing football because uh, Craig Cooper's dad gave me two big shoulder pads. Everyone thought that I was a <laughs> um, And the one play I get in at QB, um, I take the shotgun snap. I think I was supposed to hand it off, not even joking. Um, I think it was supposed to be not even a read. It was just supposed to be like an inside run to the running back um, from the shotgun position. And I fucking yanked that. I yanked that back <laughs> so far. And I run it to the fucking right side, tuck the ball under my right arm, and I was like, yes, it's fucking on, boys. And I sprint towards the fucking sideline, which is not very fast. Um, if I was on skates, I would have gotten out there really quick. Um, but on my my own two feet and on turf, I'm not that fast of a runner. And I run out to the right side, fucking tear down the sideline, I turn it upfield, boom, perfect. Hit my stride, running a whole two and a half miles an hour trucking down the sideline i ran it for and if memory serves me correct somebody will probably correct this i if i'm being honest the run was probably just over 10 yards i did pick up the first down but it was probably just over 10 yards but i'm gonna go for it i'm gonna say that i ran it for 20 just so that i can say that i ran it for one more yard than clyde had in total offense last week and get all the way down the sideline and my run was only stopped short by the absolute fucking goliath of a man named matthew long um who i think had recently moved to mcminnville or gotten into our district for sports that's right about when he started because i remember yeah i remember third grade we we finally went to uh baseball where we could actually throw pitches like it was the first year of non-coach pitch was third grade and Matt Long joined our team, uh, coached by Craig Cooper's dad, funny enough, the guy that sunk my whole entire football career, um, like a jack <laughs> for giving me big shoulder pads. Um, and Matt Long just fucking beheaded me. Uh, he just fucking lit my up. I think my heels, uh, I think I did like a, some kind of reverse scorpion kind of lawn chair type maneuver <laughs> sideline. I probably myself. Um, it made a lot of sense after taking that hit, um, why I think it was Trout went out with an injury, um, just getting fucking hammered on defense, no rules. I, I'm, to give myself some credit, it was probably targeting, Matt Long probably didn't have a form down, probably just blasted me in the shoulder pads as hard as he fucking could with his helmet, um, which you think wouldn't be illegal, but I took the dome of that guy's helmet to my chin, and I fucking backed all this to say, uh, I ran it for 20 yards. Clyde gave me 19 yards of total offense in an NFL game, and that guy makes millions of dollars a year. Um, piece of shit. Nobody should ever fucking draft him again. Um, instead, think about maybe throwing a draft pick my way. I could pick you up 20 fucking yards. Four carries <laughs> for five fucking yards, averaging one point. I'm not a math guy, but that's 1.25 yards a carry. Are you fucking shitting me? Are you fucking shitting me? Kansas City. Kansas fucking city. Five yards. Oh my god. Thanks, Clyde. You fucking dipshit. 
end up losing the game this week, ultimately to my uh, to one of my starting quarterbacks, Trout, um, by less than 1.5 points. Actually, he had to be saved by Travis Etienne's first somewhat normal game of the season. That guy fucking sucks. Um, he's the number 11 running back in PPR right now. Um, absolute dog. Jalen Waddle had a good game for him, but that's about it. Trout not going to give him too much credit. His team also played like absolute dog water. Um, <laughs> and my guys couldn't even pull. I mean, s- seriously, uh, not to just blame one person here, but Clyde Edwards Hilaire, fucking one more reception would have probably won the game for me. Um, especially if he decided to do something with any of those four carries he got other than just run five yards. Um, abysmal. Um, and I want to, I might be the first person in league history to actually just straight up quit the league midseason. Um, I think I'm all but eliminated from playoff contention with the exception of maybe taking some easy dubs over the next couple weeks, which is just not going to happen um, with this roster that I got. They're absolute dog. Um, they need to be put down old yellow style. And that's the, and that's the end of my rant. Um, Gonna, gonna probably quit soon, boys. Uh, it's getting fucking ugly down here. Don't know how you motherfuckers do it every single year. Playing this badly and being in the 10 slot, that's enough to make me just, like, never want to give this league my money again. And it's probably the first fucking time it's ever happened to me. And you guys come out here every single season. Yeah, fantasy football time. Let's fucking go. And then you just give us $100. You fucking psychopaths! Every single season, you guys do this. Um, good for good on you. Good on you. You keep the wheels turning. Um, I'm probably not going to make it much longer. This is this is the worst uh, fantasy football season of my life. Um, probably the worst time I've ever had playing fantasy sports. So um, enjoy the pod while we still have it. I'm probably going to be gone very soon. Thank you. Well, so the, the best part about that rant was the the obviously the story the, the flashback because some of these guys are were a part of that so they're gonna they're gonna remember that which is which is gonna be funny but like it's funny how you could just like bring that up and create like a whole story with it and I, I totally get the feeling of like when when your team is just like sucking like there's nothing like fantasy football you get so excited to watch your players play well and then when they play bad it 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 actually like dampers the mood like like yesterday I had to watch my team play really no not yesterday uh on Sunday my team played really well I scored 140 points that was the second highest score but Chite had Joe Mixon who scored 55 and he ended up beating me because of that like and he's talking I can't really yeah yeah well and that's 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 the thing and he knows I'm upset about it so He's talking more to get me even more upset because I mean, I, I get it. I I get it when you when a when you lose like that, it's tough. But that's that's the thing about fantasy football that's that sucks is is those type of losses and then your type of loss like just losing by like two points I think is what it was and having someone like Clyde edwards helaire on one of the best offenses in football not even get you enough points to pull that off. It's just dumb, Dookie. But. Uh, that story with Matt Long, dude, that 
that was really funny. Former former member of the league. Former member of the league. Yeah. Oh yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. You know, I think he works on a farm now. I see his Snapchats all the time. I think he's working on a farm. I did. Always out with like whatever kind of internet situation he's got out on the farm. It's probably better than mine, and I'd be more than happy to bring him back to the league if we could get Bob or one of these uh, one of the other cops out of here i'm kind of sick of them too <laughs> <laughs> right and yeah matt matt's an og he's he's always been a good guy uh but let's let's switch gears now um that was great um i i needed to hear that i thought that was really funny and uh let's let's go to my segment now uh the worst person to trade with so while i talk about mine go ahead and think about yours Bryce. you might already have one but i do uh, <laughs> Mine's going to be nice, short, and sweet. I'm not going to go super long about it. Um, I'm going to bring up Lane Hessel. Okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring up Lane Hessel. And I don't – people might think, like, I'm just doing this because of, like, the f- Bob. We, we fucking like, no, tricked this everybody is, that's listening. You're all tricked. This is just the f- Bob <laughs> segment repackaged. Suck it. F- yeah, Bob. actually, yeah. But, like, dead ass. Like, I, I swear to God, I can't text this guy about trades. Half the reason, he doesn't respond. So I have to send him – 20 different text messages just to get a reply and the thing about him when you trade with lane it's any any player you try to go after i go after his his worst bench player like someone he'll never play and he'll think he's getting screwed he'll be like no i'm getting screwed and i've been trying to trade lane for jonathan taylor jt who has played i think two weeks or three weeks this year for the last five weeks he's been injured and banged up Lane continues to tell me that JT is going to hit his stride and that he's been saying this since like week three or week four, JT is going to hit his stride. Uh, he's like, and, and one of them, he, he responded, don't make me laugh. JT is going to hit his stride. Uh, you think I'm done or done with fantasy? Like I know my player's value. And then I also wanted Christian Kirk at one point and he brought up Christian Kirk's wide receiver seven. Uh, he's going to ball out this year with Trevor Lawrence. And both these guys are, I mean, just those type of responses is what grinds my gears when I talk trade with people. So when someone's always being protective of his players and not really looking at the long-term uh, value of the people I'm giving him or like the situation of the trade, it's just, if you're going to trade with him, he thinks you're coming to him. And that's what I don't like. I'm pretty sure Z Silb can agree with me. We had to talk about this. Uh, he was saying that uh, Lane was being really, really bad with trades too, with that kind of stuff. Bryce, I don't know if you've ever tried trading with Lane and had the same experience, but he's I wouldn't he even values his players <laughs> as RB one, wide receiver one, QB one. They actually I'll go better than that, QB zero, wide receiver zero, RB zero. Like it's just it's hard. So I, I think uh, I'm giving up. I'm, I think the rest of the year I won't text him anymore about trades. Uh, if I go to our conversation right now, I think there's like six blue messages by my name and none by him for a response. So I've given up. Uh, looks like his team's not looking good at all. He doesn't want to switch up or change anything to fix his team. So that's just a waste of $100, I think. That is my rant on why I don't like training with Lane Hessel. <laughs> um, if any of you in the league have had the same problem, I'm sorry. Sorry it has to be that way. I wish it was different. Bryce, go ahead and pick your league member. Yeah, it's it's tough. Are we just talking about this season or are we talking all time? Uh. That's tough because Lane's only been in the league for a couple of years. So, I, I for I'm just gonna just do this season. Just this do this season. season. Um, 
It's hard to say. Honestly, well, the first the first person that comes to mind is you, hundred <laughs> percent. Because for the that for the re- for the exact reasons that you were just saying, I think uh, you have somewhat of a target on your back. I think every single year, I can maybe even pull that up in our league info. Every single year, though, you seem to have. I think the uh, I think the most transactions. Um, Sleeper does keep track of that. Like, does that count trades or just like waiver um it counts both claims. so it's oh, okay. it's a little bit um inconsistent in that regard but i don't think i can get to it from the laptop but every year whenever i click whenever i go over to that page when i'm just curious about who's making the most transactions and stuff it's typically you um sadly, <laughs> sadly. um but i i don't you think that, i don't think that necessarily means that you're the worst person to trade with um, I, you just like to make a lot of moves. And I think that scares some of the people that don't like to do anything with their teams. And oh, yeah. I'm certainly one of those people. I don't like, I think when people come to you proposing a trade, there's something in the back of your mind, like, and not to just get into the, you know, uh, the psychology of doing fantasy football trades, but it, if someone's presenting you a trade, you're always going to have, the reaction of oh they're on me like how are they screwing me here and or like what do they know (laughs) yeah or like what do they know like uh, uh, almost like every time i get a a trade offer i almost always go and hit like google for like concerning the players (laughs) that are involved in the trade because i don't know like i don't pay that much attention to football news and stuff yeah around the this league. guy so, just get hurt at practice or... yeah exactly so there's always gonna be an element of that i believe um there's no way to really really get people to come off of that mindset when you're entering trade discussions i think the nice thing about sleeper is that you can just straight up do um counter offers i think that was something yeah, that was yeah. missing in the early days of this league when we were in ESPN. So you'd have to re you would basically have to just can't, you'd have to decline and then you'd have to put up an entirely new trade. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it makes it easier when you can just go into the, the counters, see who they're looking to get um, and looking to give up and then maybe balance out the trade on a counter offer. Um, Famously before the season even started in our dynasty league, um, whoever the hell that Ryan kid is, um, put in a trade for, it was like, it was like two of my best players. Like one of them was my rookie who just got named Damon Pierce, who just got named the starter, um, during training camp. And, uh, I think he was trying to get who else, Some, somebody else that was good off that team. I have a lot of good receivers. I think he was trying to get Debo, um, and he was just trading me garbage. And so I counter-offered with a, uh, the same players that he would be giving up. But on my side, I'm only giving up a dollar of FAB money, which I think is really <laughs> funny to get the point across that, like, I'll give you a fucking the meme. I'll, I'll give you a dollar. Like, yeah. And he <laughs> his reaction to that, he had a he had a full-blown meltdown in the group chat. Yeah, he didn't like that. One. I remember that. 
And which is funny because he's a guy that tanks every single season. So it's like when you're trying to make a trade with me and you're tanking, like I know that you're tanking before the season even starts. Like, yeah, off. I'm not going to give you anybody. Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to keep tanking, which is like, I guess within the rules in that league, like I, I don't see it as a good strategy in that league considering I think he's won one game over two seasons. Um, so his all time record is fucking garbage, but maybe he thinks he's going to be in line for like four straight ships. But I think as to bring it back, as far as this league is concerned, Z Silve is always mm-hmm. a tough person to trade with. I would put Z. Silv I was going to say, there. how about pick someone now that's not a uh, part of the podcast. Just yeah. For entertainment. Yeah. Um, but F you, F you, man. I think <laughs> well, I only I only put your name out there because everyone every year always seems scared to trade with you. Um, I think if I was to pick somebody else that has consistently given me bad trade offers, it'd probably be Z Silve. But that's also on account that I haven't done much of dealings in this league this year. Trout, um, like is probably the most persistent. So he's annoying as I, I would say to so. trade with. I would say so that he is. So Trout, Trout gets the crown for being annoying, but it makes sense. He's just persistent. He just wants the deals to get done within the window that you're talking about them so that you don't wait a week and change your mind, wait two weeks and change your mind in the opposite direction, that kind of thing. Um, so Trout, most annoying, worst trade offer, um, put her upper is definitely Z Silve. Definitely. So those are, I, <laughs> I have kind of three picks for that one. You trout Z Silve, um, not good guys to trade with. I'll, I'll, I'll concede mm-hmm. on that. Uh, I, I've always been able to make a trade with the central Oregon. I mean, I guess I'm a central Oregon boy now, but, uh, Walt and Riley, I've always been able to make a trade with them each year. Fox is someone that comes to mind that I, I've made a trade with each year. Um, even, uh, Trent and Z Silve, like, I mean, I make so many trades, so, like, almost everyone gets a trade with me. But this year, it's you, uh, Chai, Chube, and uh, Lane are the only ones I haven't been able to finesse or fleece. So, props to you guys for all that. <laughs> yeah, it's not um, – it, it's kind of working out. I guess Chube is at the top of the standings with Chai in second yeah. now. Um, Chai hasn't made a trade with me in two years. and the reason why is because every time we make a trade something bad happens to his team and so the last two years he hasn't done it he's cursed when it comes to trade wasn't there a trade between you two like a year or two ago that like a week week afterwards somebody somebody (laughs) tore their ACL oh uh, I don't remember that oh it was something like I think Saquon I traded Saquon when he got hurt on his high ankle sprain yeah, and it was supposed to be like a five week window. He was out, and I traded him. And like the next day, they said, "Oh, he like healed up way faster." And then he was at practice, like running around doing high knees, and I, my life was over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was so sad. Uh, but bringing it back to this, like trades, trades are fun. That was that's a fun segment to talk about because some people are just they're funny to trade with. Um, but yeah, do you have anything else to say about the trades, or should we just finish up with our standings and matchups for week ten? Nothing else really on trades. Um, it's one of those things that every year we kind of hope to see more and more movement as people get more and more, I guess, um, involved um, with fantasy football as the years go on, get smarter about what moves yep. to make. But I think 
again, that works against you in a lot of regards. A lot of people think that they're getting outplayed every time a trade comes up, so they just don't make any. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, so we are ten, entering week 10. We have five more weeks. We've got 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and then we're in the playoffs. The standings right now stand with Chub at 7-2 and two in first place all by himself. Chai in second place by himself at 6-3. and three. And then we have a four-way tie for third place with me, Trout, Walter, and Fox. Uh, in seventh place, we have – I guess – yeah, because those – I mean, that that's three through six right there. Yeah, that's, that's the playoffs so right there. That's the playoffs right there. And then you have uh, Z Silver on the outside at four and five. Riley, with the disappointing week last week, who left Eckler and someone else on his bench. He was over at the coast. I think he had bad service the whole week. <laughs> that, stu- that sucks. That, that stuff sucks. So, he, I think he would have had a better chance at winning if he played Eckler and one of the other guys on his bench. But uh, he's three and six at eighth place. Lane's at three and six. At ninth place, Bryce, you actually might have needed that to happen to Riley because you're not – I mean, you're only two games out of getting the seventh place. And there's only still five two. games to go. If you, could pull, if you could pull maybe like a four-and-one stretch here, you could maybe sneak in a, a seventh or sixth place finish, I'd say. That would be But you're going to need a lot of things awesome. to fall, fall your way for that. All, uh, um, all I'll it's say getting, is it's no, matter, no matter how bad my record is, my points for I still have more points on the board than Lane Haas. And I have the highest <laughs> points against, which is something that's well, we talk about all that, the time. That is, is out of your control, a hundred percent. There's a sh- emoji next to it too. On yeah, because like, it's pretty much saying next, sh- to, next to my points <laughs> against. It means my team. And sh- Chite has the laughing face next to his because he scored the most points too. Uh, that's kind of cool that they added that. But yeah, Lane's the only one not in quadruple uh, digits, so he's he's sad. He's I'm really sad. He's not in Trading. the thousand points club at all. <laughs> well, let's go into week ten now. I mean, we have this is this is avenge or not avenge. This is revenge week. This is where people can get back at those who beat them in week one. So, I'll start off with the first matchup. I'm taking on Fox, who I'm tied with for third place. That little three through six stretch right there. We're all tied for third place. So I, this is a big game for Fox and I. Uh, I have a pretty strong lineup going in this week. Uh, I think he he's getting some guys back, like James Conner, who's healthy now. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm a little nervous. He has Nick Chubb, who's a TD god. So there there could be a couple touchdowns in that game. He has Tony Pollard starting, who I'm really scared of because I mean I'm a Cowboys fan. I watch all their games. I I know how explosive he is and what he can do. He's two two plays from winning you a week. So I'm, I'm a little nervous. He had me. He beat me week one with Justin Jefferson, who scored like 40 points and. Uh, I remember asking him if he'd ever trade Jeff Jefferson and he said uh, for the right price. And you know what? I have Jefferson on my team now and I'm taking him on in week 10. So hopefully Jefferson can uh, do pretty well for me. Second matchup. We have Chube taking on our own Bryce five. Bryce, this is a big matchup for you. Chube's in first place. You're in last place. This is, I mean, like I said, you have to go like four and one in this little stretch. This could be one you could probably drop, but then you'd have to win the rest or what's going to need to happen for you to take him down. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> to be honest, Outlook, if I'm shaking up the Magic 8-Ball, it'd tell me something like not looking good. Um, the week one loss to Chube that kind of started this spiral of a season for my team. <laughs> um, I lost 128.7 to 113. 
Um, he had a couple of guys really ball out and carry his team. Patrick Mahomes, 34.9 points. Saquon Barkley, 33.4. Um, and I just kind of had a pretty quiet week. Javante Williams, high scorer, when he had his when he had both knees. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't know if there's going to be much of a path forward for this team. But if there is, it starts this week. It would start with a big win um, over Chubb with some revenge. That's for sure. You know, looking at your lineup too right now, uh, I I think he has you quarterback through running back. But I don't think he has That's really you. sweet of you to say. I don't think he has you wide receiver, tight end, flex. Like, I, I think if, if your running backs can keep up with his running backs and Mahomes can, you know, not be Mahomes for a week, your wide receivers, I think, can and, and Kittle, I think, can help you out. Ideally, I count yourself out. best case scenario, um, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes at uh, at home against Jacksonville. They're going to get up early and they're going to take the foot off the gas. Um, I think that could easily happen with both of his running mm-hmm. backs as well, both playing kind of below average defenses. Um, he's got yep. Derrick Henry home against Denver, Saquon Barkley home against Houston. I think both of those guys, though they have high projections and they're typically – ball hogs as far as touches go um i don't i just don't know if we're gonna see like huge booms out of either of those guys whereas in my running backs um dalvin cook at buffalo could be a really interesting matchup um but we'll see i was thinking about maybe pulling out the two-headed monster and putting madison in there at rb2 um, but I don't know if they're going to be running the ball much at Buffalo, um, unless it happens to be a cold or snow game, um, which it's not looking like this week. But yeah, yeah, this time uh, of the year, it's, it's it's important to check the weather for sure. Oh those, yeah, those outside stadiums when it's snowy, man, they the ball doesn't fly too much, so it does not. Um, Garrett Wilson being on a bye week kind of hurts, but I got George Kittle back. Hopefully, he can pull his. Uh, long mane of hair and his entire head and beard out of his hole um, and score more than his projection this week. That would really help out. But other than that, I think it's, I think I got a decent shot projections by the time I plug in my flex and my defense, it's going to be about a 10 point gap, I believe. Um, Well, which isn't going to be great, but I think with the way sleeper projections have worked all year, I think that it could just as easily swing the other way. So Oh yeah, and they switch all the time. Every day, their the numbers are changing and stuff. You could uh, put in Clyde Edwards Hilaire if you want to, your boy. I think I'm gonna leave that little <laughs> sucking fucking <laughs> four carries, five oh. yards, having a motherfucker on the bench. Um, I hope that he can respect that decision. He's just he's not gonna do it. I can already hear all the beeps in my head. I'm laughing. I think yeah. That's- <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to the next matchup. Uh, Lane Hessel versus uh, Colton Height. Uh, I remember that week one matchup, actually. It came down to uh, Cortland Sutton scoring like eight points for Chite to beat Lane. Um, I think Chite's going to coast right through this one. Uh, Joe Mixon off a 55-point week. Super hot. Uh, Actually, he's got so many. No, no, no. He's got everybody on by. I think Chite's going to get this week. He, He could. He could, but 
he also can plug in Swift and Sutton right there for Mixon. Or oh no, he can't. No, he can't. It's gonna be a tough week for Chite, but it's I think Lane's team. So I I don't know. It might be a, a nail biter actually. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we'll the fact it would, that... it'd be big if Lane could pull this win off. I need I need Chite to lose if I want to get a buy. So. If Lane is sticking with this strategy of playing both of the Green Bay running backs, they're. <laughs> Yeah. Together they're projected twenty two points. Like yep. what are you what are you doing? Not that projections are everything, but what nope. the f is this strategy? And then I mean he's got two of sort of, I guess, the biggest target hogs in Philadelphia, with the exception of AJ Brown. He's got Devonta Smith and Goder. Um yep. he's gonna have to I mean, he's got some key buys in there as well. He's got a wide receiver out. Um, his kicker who has been not super good this year also out. <laughs> I was just trying to pull up his projection. He's, Interesting. He's 132 overall number 15, <laughs> number 15 kicker in the league though. Um, I remember when Lane drafted McPherson in like the ninth round. Yeah. And he's in, he's also got some conflict of interest. He's got a, the Buffalo defense versus Minnesota at home against um, his quarterback, um, Kirk Cousins. Um, but it looks like he's going to start Herbert this week at San Francisco. Herbie's been kind of ass this year. so Yeah, hasn't really we'll had his weapons. See so. how that works out for him. Best of luck in the Son, yeah, of, Cop, son of Cops Bowl. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a nice one there. I see what you did. Moving on to the next one, we have Z-Silv taking on Trout, that's going to be a good matchup, I think. Uh, Z-Silv coming in at 4-5, and five, Trout at 5-4, and four, uh, both wanting to win for sure. Trout well, I mean, really squeaking, I out, squeaking out the win to stay above 500 last week. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Trout's projected 139 points. Uh, looks like his team's uh, healthy. He's got CMC back in the lineup after his bye. Uh Z Silv though just got his Cowboys back after their bye. They're taking on Green Bay this week. That should be a Cowboys victory, I hope. Uh, he's got Hopkins and Diggs looking nice in the wide receiver spots. And he's got um, Lamb at I, flex. I was gonna say this is this is where Z Silv's team was kind of waiting to look like it is now. I mean, he's had Hopkins and IR all year, and now Hopkins has looked great the last two weeks. And yeah. that that wide receiver lineup is filthy. It's just a matter of is Najee Harris and Mostert going to pull their weight and help them out. But I don't know. Trent has a really good team, too. So that that should be – I think that looks like the matchup of the week, honestly. Yeah, I think that could be really good. Um, and then you have the the, ben, the the Redmond boys playing each other, so that will be interesting, too. So Walt's taking on Riley, I think. Riley won week one. But uh, – yeah, Walt needs to win too. He's part of that uh, four-way tie, so he's he's definitely going to be scheming this week. I'm sure he's going to be scheming tonight because tonight's waivers. So I hope that that matchup uh, just stays civil. You know, um, I hope Walter doesn't get evicted. <laughs> I hope that they can just sit down at the end of the night and have a couple of mokes and think about no, the no old, kicking think Ruby. about the good old days. You know, and not uh, a yeah. fight each other like those those old days. But yeah. Chiller, you know, it, chiller days. It's just fantasy football at the end of the day, you know. It's just a little fantasy it's football. The end of the world. So, yeah, that's that's about it. Um, 
not much else to talk about. Uh, we have five more weeks. Hopefully, we can get a couple more podcasts out before the playoffs. We're getting to the nitty gritty, folks. It's Very getting fine. down to it. We're here, man. Oh, and because of, I forgot to say this earlier, I just want to say this real quick. My team name is No Twenty Dollars for Chite because <laughs> he's going to get his money when he behaves like an adult. So <laughs> if he if he gets mad and tries to say collusion and the rest of the league's with me, I'm, I'm, so, I've got you. When back. he's an adult, he'll get his twenty bucks. I appreciate that. <laughs> Might be a while. I'm three time champ. And I, yeah, but the thing is I'm in his other league and if I get high score, he won't pay me either. That's, that's the dilemma. That's a that's big dilemma. <laughs> but that's, that's all I got. I'm the three-time champ. Bryce, go ahead and sign off. I'm the, I'm the big fucking idiot loser. <laughs> See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.